lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that welcomes the return of Roman numerals. I, for one, am on board. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, uh, can I just say Grutzi to you, which is Swiss German for hello? Oh, I thought you were going to offer me some food, but uh, welcome back, Curtis. So in, in a nutshell, how was it? It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, Switzerland is just such a, I mean, it's such a beautiful, you know, awesome country. It's, you know, lakes, mountains, foothills, you know, really interesting cities, you know, James, James Bond movie sets, you name it, man. A lot of, a lot of blonde people. Yeah, quite a few, quite a few. <laughs> well, well, that that's that's great. So, uh, as a reminder, everyone, you took the week off, and you guys were there for what about ten days, I guess. About that, yeah. We were staying with my uh, my wife Heather. We were staying with her uh, sister and her family in uh, in a town just outside Zurich, um, and uh, yeah, I think we we managed to pack a lot into those uh, ten days. So. You know, we saw we we saw the area around Zurich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zurich's on a lake. Um, you know, a really and 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 it's great because uh, uh, the the transit in Switzerland is all integrated. So you know, if you as long as you kind of pay for the for the transit zones, there's a you know a bunch of different zones. You can take any mode of transportation that operates in those zones. So, like for example. You know, you could take uh, f- from uh, there's a there's a really cool town called uh, Raptorsville, and you could take a boat from there to to Zurich, or you could take the train to Zurich, whichever you whichever you wanted, whichever fits into your schedule. The, and the boat is awesome because it's you know you're you're cruising on a lake, and there's mountains, and you can see like where Tina Turner lives, and all kinds of great stuff. And then, and then you can, you can go and then you can take a cable car up into like a ridge or a mountain or anything like that. Like, it's just, it's just so, it just, it just, you know, it's tough coming back to a place where, you know, transit is such an afterthought when you go to a place where it's so organized and reliable and punctual and, in classic Swiss fashion, too, I just got to say this. This kind of made me laugh a little bit. Is their absolute distaste for the digital the digital clock? So, <laughs> well, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it does make sense. So, in all the train stations, so all the train stations, it's an analog clock that you tell you know, and you tell you know the trains. They'll they'll put like in digital time, like the trains coming in at eight fifty three. In the morning, and then you watch the analog clock, and as soon as the the minute hand chunks up to that eight fifty three, the train is right there. But they take it a step further in that on a digital display, it will show like it might show when a train is coming, and then beside it, it'll have the current time. And on a digital display, it will be an it will be a digital representation of an analog clock. <laughs> Like that's how serious they are about this. I I refuse to look at numbers. I want to see small (laughs) arm 
our arm secondhand. Yes. Yes. Nice. I, 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 that, that, the, the idea of that integrated uh, transit system sounds awesome. So it was basically all modes, obviously, other than flying, right? Uh, right. So, so if if we were to do that here, you would say maybe ten bucks to go to Brampton. You can take the go bus, uh, a streetcar, a subway, if those two options were available, or maybe a boat. You could just uh, just take a boat up Etobicoke from the Humber up to Etobicoke Creek. Might be able to get yeah, back to Brampton that way. Yeah, it would be like it would. It be all cost you ten bucks. Yeah, ten, yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah, it would be like. Yeah, if if you uh, could buy like a couple of zones that included, you know, a couple of areas of Toronto, and then and then a couple of areas of Mississauga, like like say from from down from Union Station, and then like maybe three zones to Port Credit, and you buy in those three zones, and then you can take either the go train uh, to port credit, or they would run a boat out of the Harbor front and that boat would go to port credit or something like that. It's, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now I granted that, that, that would have been countrywide, right? So is that how you generally got around? Like, yeah. In fact, uh, one day um, we got passes for the entire country. So you can get these. Day, yeah, these you're, you're saying day that pass. before the show. So what, yeah. what is the deal with that? So you get these 24-hour day passes. I mean, they're not cheap, but like, uh, um, you know, you can go anywhere. You get these day passes and they're good for for the entire country. So like, for example, we went from Zurich down to Lugano, which is near the Italian. So we went from like kind of close to the German border down to right at the Italian border uh, to Lugano. And then once in Lugano, we took a boat to another place, um, went to a museum there, uh, a miniature museum, which was uh, pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, you, you were able to take the uh, trains with Lugano. You just show, you just, and you're, you're just not sure because it seems kind of like a bit of a magic ticket. But you show it to these guys, they're like, oh, yeah, you can go anywhere. And then they just let you on. And, uh, for 24 hours, you just go all over Switzerland if you want to. You, some people have made some pretty interesting routes about how you can get all the way out to, like, Montreux or Geneva. We didn't make it to the French part. Uh, I'd like to do that next time I go. Um, but, like, uh, you, and so you can do, you can do that. You can, spend the, you can spend your whole day just going around the country. We didn't want to spend the whole day on the train, even though the train rides, the trains are really nice there, and you get a really good view. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have some time to walk around and eat pizza and stuff like that. So we took a smaller, so we may not have got like our absolute money's worth as far as transit goes, but, uh, but still like just being able to just go wherever you want. We're like, Oh, what the heck? Let's go to Lugano. So we went down there. We went to another place uh, near Lugano called uh, Bellinzona, which I, I thought we were just going to go there just to go to a castle and that there was not going to be that much in the town. And then the town itself was amazing. And there was like some sort of like Ren fair going on there. Like it was just like, we just stumbled upon all this weird stuff. <laughs> so cool. So, so geographically, like I, I don't really know, honestly, I don't know anything about Switzerland other than there are Alps. Like are the mountains basically the majority of, of the geography? Are the mountains around or they cut through the country? Like, 
because I'm trying to picture your transportation and like, does the train go like, is it, can you only travel like a perimeter? Like how, how easy was it to move around in? No, it's pretty easy. They've got, I think the, I think the world, the, the world's longest train tunnel, uh, goes through the goes through the Alps or one of the, the longest in Europe or the longest in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, they, 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 they've, they've kind of, yeah, the, like it's, it's a very hilly place. Even when you're outside the Alps, it's like ridges and, and foothills and stuff like that. But they, yeah, they've done a good job of railroading the entire country. So it'll just mm-hmm. go through, through, through tunnels and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So like, you know, sort of, I guess we, we did go to, uh, to, to a, it was probably maybe an hour and a half's drive from Zurich. We made it to, uh, uh, this town and then you take a cable car up to a place called Murin mm-hmm. and, uh, it's on the, uh, the amount called Schilthorn and, uh, that's where that's the James Bond on her majesty's secret service mountain. So mm-hmm. Murin is like the, t- is like a town. It's really nice. It's a, you know, we, so we stayed, we stayed overnight in a hotel there and, uh, you know, you just get these, we had like right from our window, we had this like amazing at a little balcony in our, in our hotel room. And then you sat there and then there was like an amazing mountain view just, just, just right outside your, uh, your hotel. And then, and then you can take the, the car like another cable car all the way up to the top which we did uh and that's where the peace gloria is which served as uh blofeld's headquarters in the honor majesty's secret service movie <laughs> so there, and there's all kinds of like james bond do they celebrate <laughs> do they celebrate it as well like do they put signage or anything up or oh no? there, there there's for like a, about the movie yeah oh man they go to town <laughs> there's a museum there's a james bond museum and, and it's all right like, on. It's, it's expensive to get up to the top but then once you're up there all that kind of stuff is included uh-huh. so like there's a yeah there's a james bond museum there's like you know all all kinds of uh all kinds of stuff there's like a little there's a little gun barrel type thing so you can take a photo <laughs> but 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 also on top of that, you're you're three kilometers high. You're three kilometers like up up at the top of, of this mountain, and then you can see Jungfrau, which is I think the highest peak uh, in the Swiss Alps, and it's and it's yet another one thousand meters <laughs> higher than you are. Like it's just crazy. Was altitude a factor in the trip? Like, did you find yourself winded? at all or not really i think early on i f- i think early on it did affect me um like i kind of felt like i had some headaches and stuff and then you get used to it after like a couple of days um you know it, w- it wasn't it wasn't terrible terrible it wasn't as bad as the time i went to like Cuzco in peru and just got completely knocked on my ass by the altitude sickness but uh um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a thing for sure. Okay. The other thing too is uh, because it's so sort of decentralized and and all the cantons are, are autonomous. Like you get like a real different experience as you drive around the country. Like like the Italian speaking part 
where we were is much different than 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 Zurich, you know, the, the Swiss German speaking areas. Even though it's like a two hour train ride away, you go you go down to you go down just uh, two hours from Zurich, and there's palm trees. Like it's, it's like a completely different biome almost. Like wow. it's just, yeah, it's really it's really really weird, um, but awesome. And and then of course like the food is much better there as well because <laughs> the Italian side yeah you're getting you're getting like yeah it's, it's good Italian restaurants so so, so so do do you also see the influence in like architecture like I'm sure Heather could tell you right in those different regions if if you're in like the Italian area is it vastly different than say Zurich yeah it's quite a bit different it's quite yeah it's less it's, domicile looking less German Teutonic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and and um, even within the German cities, it can be a bit different. Like Bern is way different from Zurich, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, like Bern looks very medieval, um, and Zurich looks kind of you know like 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 a lot like it, it has like fantastically old structures, but it also looks very modern, and it's like a lot of high end shopping, and you know, sort of like. One of it's it's a it's sort of like a uh, like a well healed type of uh, you know type of uh, city with lots of rich people. Um, but so, could, could you could you see the could you see and smell the wealth everywhere or where in certain parts? Uh, or was not as obvious? Yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, some parts less so. Like uh, you know, I think when we were in the mountains, it was a lot more. You know, um, you know, it was it was it was a lot less ostentatious in that way, um, but yeah, certainly Zurich. Yeah, you see like tons of, you see you see tons of high end cars and you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing, um, but you know it, it yeah it, I mean it doesn't feel, you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're out of place like if you're just walking around or whatever. Like you don't feel you don't feel intimidated necessarily by the right, wealth, right, but right. it's certainly there. So, so because you you're talking about how great the transportation was, like, are, is is anyone driving or like oh, yeah. is it only like the ultra rich or it's it's still traffic bumper to bumper type thing, like going through Italy, like going through Rome. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's like that. I don't okay. think I don't think it's like that. It's pretty well organized. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think like. I think there is some driving, but then a lot of a lot of people take the trains and and, and uh, take advantage of the traffic infrastructure. And still, more people will ride their bikes and walk and, and stuff like that. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know, like like many European places, it's got a very sort of bike positive uh, culture to it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the one thing that I didn't get uh, when I was there that that I that I promised you I would try to get was a picture of me with a St. Bernard and me drinking like whiskey right out of the St. Bernard's. <laughs> oh, barrel. yeah. Maybe, Ooh. maybe you got to wait till ski season for that. Maybe. Um, or yeah, you may yeah, maybe. Okay. So before you continue with your, your, our, our little trips, uh, travel segment, uh, you were talking about a lot about the James Bond stuff that was there for, uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. I had a little musical trivia for James Bond for you. Cause I, I knew you'd probably bring this up. So I thought we'd do a small commercial break kind of stuff that we normally do and which is try to stump curtis right okay yeah all right curtis so there has been only one 
James Bond song in the entire franchise that went number one in the U.S. Billboard charts. Do you know the song? And who did it? Only one. There's been a lot of famous people. You, you've you got to think about all the theme songs that ha- everyone has done for a James Bond movie. Uh, right? Carly Simon? Was it Carly Simon, right? She, Carly she Simon, nobody does it better, yeah. Yeah, like even uh, up to Billie Eilish today. and Yeah, Billie Eilish in the most and, recent uh, one, yeah. Um, Duran Duran, of course, if you do a kill. Um, Adele? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was, it, was it Adele's that went number one? Is that your final answer? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be really dumb. I'm going to say, uh, For Your Eyes Only. By, uh, I believe that was by Sheena Easton. Yeah, no, you are incorrect. You actually did name it. It was Duran Duran's A View to a Kill. No Is way, the, that's the one that went number one? It's the only, only James Bond theme in the history of all the movies. You see the alumni that have done so. I would have thought it was Adele. I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought Adele was was or Billie Eilish. I, cool. um, but then if you if you go back and look at that list, it's like holy crap! Like, <laughs> yeah, nope. Paul McCartney and Wings. No one, no one has yet to topple Duran Duran's "Of You to a Kill," and that's crazy because that's that's easily, in my opinion, one of the worst James Bond movies. Oh yeah, worst James Bond movie with the greatest theme song because you know at the to- at the time you know think about how big Duran Duran was. But oh, then yeah. same thing with Adele and same thing with Billie Eilish. Like, no, that's great. That's a crazy. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually do like that song. It's a great song. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to, I, in the arcade at, at uh, Shoppers World. I'd always put coins and have that playing <laughs> while I'm playing games. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. okay, so let's get back to our travel segment because I, I wanted to probe you a bit more about the trip. So. The food. You mentioned briefly about how the food was a lot better in the Italian area. So is there like a Switzerland food culture or food identity or is it still pretty much in the district that you're in? Yeah, I don't know if there's like a, a unifying sort of thing. Like I think it I think it does depend where you are in a lot of ways. Um, now when we were in uh we took a cable car one day from the town where we were staying just up this ridge and there was this really nice restaurant right at the top that was right at the edge of the ridge and you you got like a really great view and stuff and they were serving i guess what would be traditional uh swiss german cuisine Mm -hmm. and uh so they have they have things like uh um raclette which is just essentially a plate of melted cheese uh there's uh roasty which is like uh, shredded potatoes so heather had that and it was actually really good it was sh- shredded potatoes cooked with cheese and tomato mm-hmm. uh swiss poutine maybe you could even call it yeah, um it's a it's a yeah it's a roasty right is that what they call it roasty yeah 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 i i just i just the only thing i know about swiss food is from moven pick remember moven pick yeah, yeah, it's, it <laughs> exists over there. <laughs> okay, so the food was, it's it, oh, yeah. it, it makes it sound like you you thought the food was okay, but yeah, it wasn't sauce, like sausages and fries a lot of times. When I was in the mountains, I ordered like this uh, this platter, and it was like just like six different kinds of meat plus sauerkraut, oh, and it nice. was and it was good, but it was extremely heavy and. 
you know, it's kind of like afterwards you're kind of like, you're kind of like thumping your fist on your chest to work it through. I'm just working, working, I'm working my, uh, it's, it, it reminds me about something because it, it might have gotten influence from that. Like the Hungarians have something like that where it's like a tower of meat, right? Remember the country style restaurant in Toronto? Oh, yeah. Just kind of stack deep fried meat on top of each other on this <laughs> wooden pole. Yeah, yeah. It was like pork, chicken, pork, chicken, pork, chicken. Well, yeah. I mean, like like Hungarians and Germans both love their uh, schnitzel. Oh, yeah. So, like there's some crossover. There's some very meat heavy crossover. Oh, the, I the, think in the, those. The, the Teutons are all powered by pork. Yeah, powered by pork. That's what it, yeah. So, so, I mean, like, yeah, if you wanted to go to tradition, and then, and then of course there's fondue. We didn't have any fondue when we were there, but like fondue is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, a lot of melted cheese. Like they love melted cheese. I love melted cheese. So like, like I think oh, yeah. if you're, if you're me, like sausages and melted cheese, it's good. So, like, but I think like as far as like, like sort of variety or health or anything like that. Maybe not. Maybe not. The okay. Best. Okay. So, so how do you grade the food out of, uh, out of let's, let's just do out of five. Like if you're going to give it stars, like as, as a place to travel here, here's, here's the back of our cucumber travel book for Switzerland. What, what rating do you give the food? For generally food? speaking. Like, like I, I think I'd probably be a bit more, um, like, like I'd be a bit more generous and give them like a three. Like I know some people, you know, who, 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 uh, would give it like a 1.5. Like, like oh, God. Okay. cause other people have gone to visit like my, my in-laws, the Bentleys and, uh, have not had that great of a time fighting food. And it's also expensive, right? Like, I think that's the other thing is like bang for buck. It's maybe not not well, the greatest you know when, when you're traveling just don't do the conversion in your head yeah just don't do it <laughs> no i just i just like i just like i'm putting it on my credit card and i'll pay it all you know okay so okay so next question favorite location to visit in switzerland or attraction that that really stood out that you went if you go you gotta go here i think you have to go to the mountains um, you know, there's, there's lots you can do depending on your, on your, on your sort of daredevil tolerance level. Like, <laughs> like, like the mountain that we went to, um, my, uh, Dan, who's, uh, Heather's brother-in-law, um, has, uh, he's, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty fit and he's pretty good with like those kind of like more, um like like scary sort of activities there's this bridge that just kind of it's that kind of like it's high up and it sort of like crosses this chasm and i guess you get roped it just looked it, it's really thin and uh, you know it's, and windy yeah, and windy <laughs> Wait, where's this what, where's this called again this was on uh, uh Schildhorn, a, a mountain in okay uh, okay yeah yeah is the guy, guy, guy from Monty Python there asking your favorite color and <laughs> airspeed velocity of a unladen swallow? Well, would that be African or European? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that that's, that sounds like a, a must. Yeah. If you go, this is a must. Okay. Yeah. I would On also the, say go to Bern. Bern? Okay. Uh, I was just really impressed by it. Where, where's that geographically? North, south, central? Sort of like north 
sort of like, I think it's like Northwest sort of. Okay. Uh, all the all the cities that I all the major cities I went to were were really good, but that okay. one just kind of stuck out for me. What? What? Why? Why did it stick out? I just really liked how how old it looked. Like just just how it was just like nothing I'd I'd seen seen before. Like it's sort of, sort of a bit like maybe sort of a bit like Prague, but it's not as big. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it just kind of like the 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 sort of like main sort of way into the city Mm -hmm. it's just really cool so it's got like all these all these fountains along the way and it it looks like it's a pedestrian road because it's all like like brick right like the roadway but there's just buses driving around it and they're honking at you all the time because you're in the way and stuff (laughs) yeah because you bring up a good point right because it wouldn't have been touched during the war I don't think it. No, I don't think so. Um, so so yeah, it just goes to show you, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> most of Europe had to be rebuilt. rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Like, yes, I, I, that's an excellent point, and I think that sort of lends okay. a lot to sort of like a lot of a lot of a lot of old stuff remains in Switzerland. Okay, so on the other side of the coin, something that you saw that you went, "What a waste of time! Don't do it, no matter what people say." Uh, or most disappointing like or lackluster in terms of i don't know like everything was actually pretty good I, I, okay i can't it's no, fair yeah no, that's, that's fair I, I i you know sometimes you know you you read about something and then you go and you're like oh <laughs> yeah the time that was yeah that certainly happened to me before um oh it's happened to everybody it happened but, to everybody okay. sure but like yeah i can't think this trip of ever being really disappointed in anything Okay. Other than it sounds like the other than it being very expensive. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. Um, I guess like I don't know. We went out to a even even that was pretty pretty good. Just the game was kind of. We went out to watch the uh, the Champions League final at this place called Potbellies, and oh. uh, yeah, so it was like a it was very much like a, a North American sports bar, but in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but you know the, the bar itself was pretty good. Like you know, I had I had a I had a uh, a very ridiculous burger and fruit fries and a few beers. But I think the game was kind of disappointing. I was expecting wow. more out of the game. That was my disappointment. That, but that's not on Switzerland. Switzerland can't can't claim. You know, they can't take any blame for a, for a lackluster Champions League final. <laughs> All right, that no, that's, that's that's good. So hey, I, I say mission accomplished, great trip. But then you had to come back to Canada, didn't you? Yeah, oh, that's and, the one thing I wanted to mention about Switzerland, and and this will tie in. Yeah, to come back to Canada, it's like in Switzerland, for better or for worse, um, COVID is over, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's not; it's still there, but like there's no restrictions at all. And it was that was kind of something that was a bit jarring and then admittedly quite sort of liberating by the end of it is just not having to think about COVID, you know? Yeah. Like not a mask in sight. No, no, no sign on the store saying, wash your hands or keep a distance. No, nowhere. How about the airport? How about the airport in Zurich? No, nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And some of that that is new because they did have some restrictions up until the beginning of May, 
for international travel. And that got dropped at the beginning of May. So you go, you go in there and it's, it's interesting because you are required to wear a mask in Pier- while you're in Pearson mm-hmm. and you're required to wear a mask on the flight and they enforce it. This isn't like the TTC where they say you're, <laughs> yeah. you're required to bear and then they're not going to enforce it. They enforce it. Um, so you go from that to Zurich as soon as you get off the, the, the plane in Zurich, like you don't see, I saw like, you know, maybe like 10 people wearing masks the, the entire time I was there. And, now, they were all, and they were Asian tourists. <laughs> no, they were sort of like just random. Yeah. It was just really random. Okay, <laughs> But, uh, um, I think it helped obviously that I've, you know, that I'm, double vaccinated and boosted and had had it. So I wasn't really afraid of getting it again. Although I, I'm aware that you can get reinfected, you know, relatively quickly, especially if there's like a different strain or something. I just wasn't worried about it. And maybe that's just the boat that a lot of people were in the, in now is like, they've, they've got their protection. They've already, they, they, they've, they've got their sort of like, they've got a case and they've put that case behind them and, they're sort of ready to move on. I don't know what it was, but it just, it was, it was, it was, it was like it never happened. It was so weird. Well, it's, maybe, it, it's, it's, and then, and then you get used to it. And then you're kind of like, then you, then you, then you go home and, you, <laughs> and you're once again, wearing a mask the entire time on an eight hour flight. Before, before you start off on the, on your return trip, I was going to say basically maybe Switzerland, treated covid the same way like i'm just going to claim neutrality and covid just left them alone maybe <laughs> i know i know that when when i was on some trains that would continue on to other european countries mm-hmm. um you were required to show proof of vaccination and wear a mask once you got into those countries italy was like that for sure yeah 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 um, yeah. um so yeah maybe Okay, so you were saying coming back was jarring because, <laughs> oh yeah, so so when you're coming back, like Pearson obviously has a ton of, um, a, a ton of like uh, like like COVID regulations still in still in play. So it wasn't. I I, I will admit it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I was I was expecting the worst. You know, just having read about like the delays and not being able to get enough staff and and you know the random testing holding things up and stuff like that. So so when we were on on the flight back, the captain said we were going to have to wait on the on the on 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 you know sort of like we're going to taxi and then we're going to wait on the tarmac while they sort of cleared out uh the airport because mm-hmm. there weren't enough customs agents to deal with like a, a like 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 full service flights and stuff like like a full day a full sort of uh schedule of flights and people coming in um so that that obviously and everybody was pretty grumpy about that <laughs> especially people who 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 for for whom Toronto was not the final destination and they had to like try to get a connection oh, or whatever. I, right? I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And the thing is, it's it's already a long enough flight. You're just tired. You just want to go home. 
Yeah, yeah, it's an eight-hour flight. And, and I was sitting in the middle, too, um, you know, because I'm nice. So and my, my, my wife is pregnant, so I let her have the the aisle. And and then we had we had this person sitting in the window seat who, you know, was very um, unconcerned about encroaching on my space. But yeah, that, that happens. So it was an uncomfortable flight. And then... Uh, um, yeah, and then to hear that, that was a bit of a bummer. But then, once we landed, they we they said, "Oh, I guess we've now heard everybody can deplane." So, mm-hmm. so we didn't get that um, delay, which I've heard a lot about, uh, and that would suck. And uh, and then because you use that arrive can, like you've you know, you've probably heard of arrive of this arrive can app that you have to you you have to like. Uh, fill it all out um before you before you leave you have to show it you have to i ha, we had to show it in zurich before we could check our our bags onto the onto the plane um but it doesn't take that long to fill out and to be honest it's not that that it's not it's not as as bad it's not as laborious a process as it's being made out to be mm-hmm. and in fact you can use it too to uh do your customs declaration online Rather than filling out the stupid cards that they hand out, mm-hmm. and then and then when you so then when we got to the airport, um, they had all these kiosks, and you just scan your passport on the kiosk, and then it's it has all the information. So all it does is print out like a really crappy photo of you <laughs> and the information, and then you just show it to the customs person, and then they let you through. It wasn't really that that bad. But uh, what happens then is somewhere along the way, and I didn't see who does it, somebody puts a sticker on your passport. So this is a good, this is a bit of a PSA. Make sure that they put a sticker on it. So what happened was I had a green sticker. And that meant... Green green means go. Green means go. That meant I was not getting randomly tested for COVID at the airport. Mm -hmm. If you got a pink sticker... That meant that you did have to get a random test at the airport. Mm. Now, Heather got no sticker. The customs person forgot to put it on. So when we got to the final checkpoint, we're almost out of the out of the airport, almost ready to go into the Up Express. And, you know, they, they say, OK, you can go. And then they're like, where's your sticker? And Heather's like, I didn't get one. And then like for me, like if they forget to put it on, then that should be a pass, right? Because that's their screw up. Well, plus you're together. Plus you're traveling together. Yeah, we're traveling together. Instead, what they do is uh, they put her in this like other line and then she she goes and they get ready for the test and then they say, oh, and then you have to take this eight-day test and blah, blah, blah. And then they said like to her at one point, because you're unvaccinated, she goes, I'm vaccinated. Like, I'll show you my passport. And then, you know, she's got two vaccinations and a booster. And they're like, oh, well, that's weird. Oh, well, we'll we'll do this anyway. So (laughs) they gave her a test there. And then they also gave her a a test to take home that she has to do in eight eight days after. And you have to sign up and get a Microsoft Teams account and then have somebody watch you administer yourself the test. And then you have to send it in. 
but hold on a sec. They they knew you were together, so hmm. why didn't they just why why did why just her and not you? This is this is part of the this is this is part of the problem. Is it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um God. And so You'd think after two years we'd be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't understand why they're doing it, to be honest, these spot tests. But anyways. So, so, so basically they're they're treating her as if she wasn't vaccinated. Like Right. Right. And I, I think at the beginning of the show, you and I were chatting briefly about planning the show. And I said, did it feel like the ending of E.T., like the beginning of the third act where the government comes and puts all the plastic tubes and then she, you guys got ushered into this, uh, you know, what, what yeah. looks like a Dexter kill room with all the plastic. You know? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Little bit. Very white, very. No, it was. It was actually the test. They did the test pretty quick. I'll, I'll commend them on that. They got that done pretty, pretty fast. So it didn't hold us up too much longer. But then this, I was like, why do I have this? Te- why does she have to take another one after eight days? This is. And then I was looking it up because they didn't really explain it to me very well. And then, and then I was looking it up, and on the government website, it says you don't have to. You don't need to do an eight-day test unless you're quarantining, or like you don't have to do one normally. I was like, like, and then and then and then like even in the instructions it says make sure you do this right, or you you might have to do it again, and it could extend your quarantine. I was like, so do they? Does she have to quarantine? Like this is the, this is awful. All because some guy forgot to put a sticker on her on her passport. Well, that's the thing, right? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like her fault. What is no. this? No, no. Is it so, is it June June one twenty twenty one? Yeah, it was. So 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 uh, so then I was getting all worked up on the Up Express train ride, uh, and then and then we said, well, let's just we'll get home and we'll try to figure it out. So we called the um. The, the we called Health Canada or uh, or the public health agency I forget which one, but um, but then they said you know they said yeah you have to do that eight day test if they gave it to you, but so they just said, have to report in yeah she has to report in and do okay. this test on on I guess next Tuesday, but they said like you do not have to quarantine. It just said, like, if they made a mistake, maybe you have to do this eight-day test again or whatever. But you don't have to quarantine because you're fully vaccinated. And she's got her results back already, and it was negative. So, like, it's, you know. Wow. Oh, God. I'm sorry. that Because that's the thing, because it kind of takes the wind out of your sails from, from, the, from the fantastic trip to come back and experience all of that. But Yeah. But, uh, hey, no fantastic trip story I'm, I, I I think we need to make this a regular uh, segment so that we can actually force ourselves to travel so we can do more of these travel stories I agree sounds good I agree I'm up for that I'm living the good life while I'm working from home 